twenty somethings won't end. Hoping to keep the rest of my friends. Praying the twenty somethings don't kill me, kill me. We're too. Hey y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Let me say it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, for real. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to episode five. We are halfway through the season, and today we have some amazing guests for you all to get to know, um, to learn more about, to get a guy's perspective from. Um, as always, I'm Julia. I'm Trippy. I'm Shay. And I'm Tika. And we'll let the guys introduce themselves, tell you about what they do, who they are, um, and what they'll be sharing with you guys today. So, whoever wants to start, Will. I'm Sasha, someone that said, I'm Will, Will Mads, videographer, um, sound engineer, uh, um, everything else, draw, painter, um, model. <laughs> I do everything. <laughs> um, yeah, you can follow me on Instagram and everything else at Will underscore Mads. Yo, what's good, y'all? Brian, aka the infamous CPA. I'm a CPA, and I invest in the rental car space as well as real estate. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at the infamous CPA. What's good, everybody? My name is Rob Williams. Uh, I am a mortgage loan originator, um, so I assist people with finding financing for their homes. Uh, my Instagram is at underscore I loan for homes. Mortgage loan originator. Period. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Matt Muse, I'm a rapper in the south side of Chicago. Uh, yeah, I make music. Um, so you can listen to my music everywhere and you can find me on Instagram at Matt Muse as well. That's it, I love myself. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, y'all, what was the NIU anthem? Oh, oh. Oh. Let me do 
doing those weddings by yourself or do you have like an assistant or something? Uh, I do it by myself. The video part, but they had another photographer and stuff I work with. Oh, okay. The video part, I don't know. Rob, how was your weekend? Um, my weekend was okay in the break of, in the grand scheme of things. Uh, I just chilled, kind of just had some, took some time to myself and just kind of prepared myself for this week. Uh, my weekend was good. Uh, you know, to spend time with community, you know what I'm saying? That was like the big goal of my weekend, just to be around people, you know what I'm saying? And just, uh, just I, I really value community, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. I've just been reminded how important it is recently, so just like trying to tap in with that and just be around the people. I went to the Girl uh, Lemonade Festival too, that was nice, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it, it looks fun on yeah, that. Really nice. yeah. yeah. It was really nice, it was a vibe, so good weekend. Same. Um, I went to the Black Women's Expo this weekend. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of my clients were there, friends were there, and it was so dope to see like so many black-owned, black woman-owned businesses in one space. Mm -hmm. So we had a really good time. Tika came. Um, it was dope. It was so dope. So I really spent the weekend one on my feet, which I never am. I work from home, <laughs> but two really actually like marketing and networking and getting to know like a group of people that didn't know whether I did marketing or knew that they needed marketing until they met me. So that was dope. And I was just there to support my friends. So it was a really good weekend. My weekend was pretty good as well. Um, I went to DC for the, well, um, I left on last Wednesday. Today's Monday. I went Wednesday and I got back uh, Saturday evening. Um, it was great. I had a ball in DC. Like I can honestly say, I love Chicago. I'm in love with the Chicago. Um, but if I was to ever move to any city, it would be DC. Like I can honestly say that DC is like a chiller Chicago, more chill Chicago. Um, way more personable. Um, it's easier. Man, I got the Joe Fresh good and balances. And it was When I say it was so easy, like it was just so easy. Like man, why was it easy? Because they literally dropped it, like it was somewhere clothing, um, a clothing store in DC or whatever. They dropped it on their Instagram, like y'all come out, he doing a surprise. Oh, you were just there. That's they literally great. give you your wristband, and they say, as long as you got the wristband, you're getting your shoes. And I was in line for 30 minutes tops, got my shoes and left, and had a great day. Caught my flight, That's like great. I got I, to the capital. Every time somebody be like, I got them, I be like, ah. like, well, I, like I be it. like, fuck with you. But it, was I so easy. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was it was easy. But yeah, I had a great weekend in DC. Learned a lot. Yeah. I worked all weekend. That's okay. Period. I feel you. You made money this weekend. But like, fuck work though. <laughs> 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 I can't do that. Yeah, I, I, I kind of like my job. Right? Yeah. Oh, that's good. Okay. You said it. You said it like it's so. Oh, because it's me. You literally was like, I worked all weekend. So I. Y'all had like these. Niggas went to festivals, people went to DC, Atlanta. <laughs> I stayed here and I worked. So. No, no, I worked too. Yeah, um, yeah I worked every weekend in the summer, so they been working every weekend for like years. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> but y'all, it's the okay. weekend workers. Like, it's okay. We party yeah. three days straight. The weekend party. Last week, like, it's okay. okay. <laughs> Meditate every blue moon whenever I feel like I am like experiencing high levels of stress. Uh, 
I try to stay active. I like to hoop. So like that's a big stress reliever for me. And just honestly just cutting off my phone and just staying to myself, just being out the way, like being pulled a lot of different directions can be uh overwhelming. Yeah. And for me, I just I just need myself to be by myself. I think I'll be taking showers, it's really important. So like Saturday, I, I woke up and I was like, yeah, I'm not talking to nobody today. I'm not hanging out with nobody. I'm spending my entire day alone. And like, it was a very intentional decision and it was great. You know what I'm saying? Then Sunday I woke up and was like, I need to be around people. So I went to the festival, you know what I'm saying? I spent the entire day at the festival. Um, and so it's just being very like selective, selective and intentional about like how I'm spending my time. You feel me? Um, another thing for me is like, I emote through talking like I talk out everything I'm feeling like if if I whatever the fuck it is like and like those who like know me know me like I literally say everything that I'm feeling and I think that helps me not like bottle up things and like sit with things and not like get overly anxious you know what I'm saying because sometimes when you let stuff fester you feel me it can get it can stress you out and then the situation don't even get addressed. You, you, your heart hurting, you know what I'm saying? You walking through the week stressed out. The person you worried about living their life, you know what I'm saying? So like for me, I, where, yeah, I, I like an extremely, extremely like expressive, like what, like the combo we had downstairs, you know what I'm saying? Like if it's on my heart, I'm gonna say it out loud just to get it out there, you know what I'm saying? And get it from like messing with me so it can just like evaporate into the world, you know what I'm saying? So, I had a problem with that though. Like, right. long, like for a long time, I used right. to keep everything bottled in. Right. That shit. But I'm practicing Doing better getting it out now. Yeah. You got to communicate with people, not to cut you off, but you got to communicate with people that's willing to listen to you and really care about you. Right. Yeah. yeah, facts. And that's what gives you like the, a safe space, a safe haven to just talk your shit out. Yeah. Cause I always grew up like trying to make the other person feel better. Whatever it is. Just try to make them feel comfortable right there yourself. And it was kind of like hard once you get older. It's like, damn, you more alone and you got to care about yourself more now. So it's like, you got to flip that switch. Mm -hmm. you know? Do you have like safe spaces to talk? Like I know with us, like we could get a bottle of wine and just right. pour out some space. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, shit, me and Rob talking to you, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, when we see each other. Space? I feel like our friendship is the same thing. Why are we? We're still each other like every two months and we talk about everything that happened in them two months. Like, like it's clearly the bromance for me. Like, it's, I, don't, I don't like Rob is one of the people I feel like, and I have other people, you know what I'm saying, in my life like that, but I have like, like, because I have roommates for the last, what, I lived with the same niggas for like seven years, you know what I'm saying? And so, like, our house went from being like a roommate thing to like a uh, literally just a friendship house, you know what I'm saying? So, we. Went through a lot of, it was four of us, you know what I'm saying? We went through a lot of shit, like, we talked through shit. But that experience and just kind of being, coming from a family that was very open, kind of made me comfortable 
creating those spaces too. You know what I'm saying? So like, if y'all y'all know Rob, you know what I'm saying? Like he's he he has no problem being in tune with his emotions. You know what I'm saying? And so you know what I'm saying? Well, I saw that, I was like, oh, word. I'm like, word. And like Rob, very similar to me. That nigga says exactly what is on his mind. You know what I'm saying? And so I feel like I can hit up Rob like, bro, like this is stressing me out, and I'm feeling blah blah blah. Like, am I tweaking? And he'll be like. Yes, you are, but I feel you. Or no, hell no, nigga, like shit. You know what I'm saying? And so I feel like I do have those little pockets in my different friendships where I can, with guys, where I can be, you know what I'm saying, open mm-hmm. and shit. Yeah. Hmm. Do you guys feel like you have that, a safe space? I know, I definitely do. I have a couple of people. Um, but I love I love going to therapy, too. Because that's just like, that's I feel like that's just the ultimate safe space because you're there, literally, to have that safe space to mm-hmm. talk about whatever you want to talk about. Mm-hmm. So that's always great for me. I try to do it at least bi-weekly. I think I might transition to weekly. Because mm-hmm. I realize, like, wherever you try to go in life, your mental, your mental got to be on point. Yeah. If it's not on point, man, like, it just causes so many issues. So that's, like, number one for me. Having my mental and my physical and spiritual all the line is, like, my number one goal. Ooh, totally a- therapy. Amen to therapy. Yeah. therapy. Has everybody experienced therapy? Like, raise your hand if you've done therapy. Like, um, you've done it? Yeah, if you've done therapy. Why do you guys feel like if y'all don't mind asking, you haven't taken that step? Or have it, is it something you thought about or want to share? I honestly thought about it, but it's like the way my life is moving right now. I didn't have a chance to like, I, like, like they talking about taking them self-care days. I haven't even thought about self-care days for myself because I'm always like, all right, what's next, what's next, what's next? So it's like, I have to find that spot, but I'm, like I said, I'm growing into that where I'm like, I, I need to calm down. Because I'm getting older and I'm realizing that like, like, I want to try that, like, I want to try it for real, for real. Just to see, like, you know. Yeah. Do you ever get burnt out? Huh? Do you ever get burnt out? I do. Yeah. I do. And I go into it like, you know, talking to nobody for the moment. <laughs> then I always come back because that's what I do. Like, I talk to people and just, Try to make everybody feel good. Yeah, I do get like that. For me, like, I'm, I just was lazy with it. Like, I, I signed up for <laughs> therapy, like, in December, and I just, so like, at least you signed yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, but, like, Shorty was like, Shorty was like, yeah, I'm going on vacation. So, like, we got to start January 5th. And I signed up, like, December 1st. And I told her, I was like, Ooh, I don't know. We don't see it. <laughs> really 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 want to um i think like i'm gonna try to lock into like creating this album and so i think like start of september i really want to like make sure i do it because like everybody around me is doing it like yeah. all my but not even that make yourself a priority yeah you know, touch, no I no i think for me it was like seeing other people do it is like bro just do that shit like it's yeah. not like stop being lazy more so than like don't be afraid you yeah. know like I, I don't have a fear of it i literally just like drop the ball with it and so it's like i want to make sure i'm perfect prioritizing myself yes. and that part of myself as I move into the process of creating a new project and like working toward, you know, new shit. So, yeah. Yeah. I've gotten lazy with therapy a couple of times, yeah. um, but I feel like that's okay. In my, my, with my experience, it's mm-hmm. okay for me because I'm a firm believer that you should do therapy in spurts. Like mm-hmm. now, if I went to my therapist every day for like two years straight, like don't worry, everybody has different traumas they're suffering from, but the place I'm in, in my life, there's no reason why I need to talk to somebody um, for two years straight. Like, yeah. I'll get lazy with it. I'll just hear myself talking about stuff that just, I don't even, like, mm-hmm. you paying this person to listen to, you talk about, you know, mm-hmm. you didn't 
submit your grades on time. Like, come on, man. Like, you got it. But um, <laughs> seriously, though. But that's why I'm like, every time I've done therapy, it's always been for a reason. I'm like, the first time it was family trauma. Second time it was more so transitioning, like, to the next level of my life. I wanted to reflect a lot. But, yeah, like, um, yeah, whenever I find myself getting lazy, I just like, it's time to take a break from it. Like, it's okay to sometimes take a break, go back in, take a break, go back in, you know, the therapy. And I love that trivia because, sorry, Brian, um, I love that because I did mine, like, gradually. Like, yeah. when I first started therapy, like, two years ago, I did every week. Mm -hmm. And then slowly, as I became better, it turned into every other week. Yeah, and then good. once a month. And then not at all. And mm -hmm. it, it, it was like a, hey, you know, Julia, just checking in. I haven't heard from you. And I had to take a step back, like, damn, she ain't heard from me. Like, I think I'm okay. I'm progressing. Yeah. And it, not that it worked, because it's not like a healing. It's not like a fixer, upper type process. Mm -hmm. But I found myself not needing those sessions as often as I did. And I think that's a part of the growth process in that. You just I mean, get clarity on situations yeah. and peace, and it's like you don't feel the need to vent about those situations anymore because it's like I've been enough. Yeah. yeah, like I've I've poured it out on on the table. Like you don't really need to do that anymore. Yeah, for sure. I got That's, a question. Though. Like, is it always positive coming from a therapist? Like, no. Is everything always okay? No, it's no. not. Okay. It's not even a thing of like. Let me go to therapy, ask her this question, and she's going to give me the answer. Or he's going to give me the answer. It's like, what do you want to talk about? Yeah. And you're going to leave knowing that you talked about it, but not necessarily knowing what to do next. So the first, for me, the first thing is like, I got it out. Because I wasn't saying anything. At first I was quiet. I was keeping it to myself. But now I have an outlet. So what's next is... I feel like they typically give you steps or projects or homework or yes. steps to take to say, hey, by this next session, here's what I want you to come back with. Or you know what? Session two, I want you to continue to vent. And it's like a slow process. So I don't think, for me, y'all can correct me if I'm wrong, I didn't go there for answers. I came there to talk to somebody because yeah. I don't talk to anybody. So it was like that opening up part, being able to, one, trust somebody, but two, Realize, like, damn, if I would have talked about this sooner or opened up to one of my friends or whatever the case was, maybe I wouldn't feel so bottled up. And I yes. think that's what therapy is about, not necessarily finding or receiving answers. Yeah. It's just about opening up. And sometimes just having like that unbiased opinion, because I'm a firm, like what Brian yeah, said, that was like when Brian was like, sometimes you need that, that person you're actually paying because. The thing is, when you have like that unbiased opinion, sometimes you're, when you vent to your mom, your mom is looking at your situations through her childhood. Your best friend is looking at that. Oh, I know, like they're still going to look at you like, if I told all y'all, yeah, I, I know how you is though, Trip. And it's like, sometimes I need a blank canvas. It's like, mm -hmm. let me just talk to a person that don't know nothing about exactly. me. I can tell them my truth, the other person's truth. You know, what I may have did wrong, what I won't tell my friends, cause they won't, my friends may judge me. I don't care if you do because I'm paying you. Right. So it's like, I'm just giving it to you straight, no chaser. One thing I will say, if you have a good therapist, they're going to ask you questions. Yes. If once you contradict yes. yourself, they will, oh, you just said this, but you're, you keep alluding back to this. What's that about? Mm -hmm. Or like they'll just constantly ask you those hard questions that your friends just won't because to make you think. Yeah, because even if your friend not your yes man, it's still certain things your friends going to be scared to ask you because it's like, I feel like none of us are yes men, but it is certain things you scared to ask your friend. Yeah, like, yeah, like, well, why you don't want? Because you know you're probably going to offend your friend exactly. and they really not going to take that too well. So it's like something, but your therapist, baby, you paying them to ask you questions. Mm -hmm. So 
you're not gonna take it personal. Your friend, you'll take it low key personal. Like, did you feel that way the whole time? Like, you'll start dissecting it too heavy. Like, you know. I feel like so. My mom is a therapist, and like so, I grew up like with a psychologist, like in my oh. crib. You know what I'm saying? And like, I feel like that made me that friend that saved. The exactly. shit, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, because when you were just saying yeah. that, I was like, I'm not, like, I don't give a fuck. Like, I was like, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like, you know, like those situations where you were not yes, but so we'll ask those questions, but you know, those real things that you're thinking in your brain, like, but low key, you saying this, but last week, you but just that, did that's that. What I'm saying, like, though. I'm I, but, but I understand. I have experienced a friend that asked yeah. them questions, and I right, knew, right. and I felt their energy. They wanted to ask me, but they didn't they wanted to check right, me, right. and they didn't check me. Right. I felt that on probably all of my friends. That makes before. sense. That's real, and and I think yeah. that like I felt that on all of my friends. I think that for yeah. <laughs> for me is like I've learned that my very like blunt, direct way of approaching shit is an anomaly because yeah. I've gotten to arguments and like. Yeah. Most friendships and yeah. blah blah because blah, of that shit, you know what I'm saying? Like, so I definitely understand what you're saying. And for me, it's like sometimes I look at the situation and be like, yo, sometimes the situation might be worth whatever you being mad at me for two weeks, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Because you might, and vice versa, like I might need you to say that thing to me, you know, I'll, I'll get over it eventually, hopefully. And if I don't, if I just plant that seed, you know what I'm saying? Hopefully, so, so I would, I don't know, I feel like. The blank canvas thing definitely makes sense, but I also like I've always wanted to be a friend that was like on the side of like what's right before I'm on your side or that person's side. You know what I'm saying? Because I feel like that's what we need in friends. You feel me? Yeah. So that was just a random thought. No, I agree. I love that. I do like I agree with you so much. Um, but I just have gotten in situations with friends where it's kind of like I knew I overstepped my boundaries with certain things I said, mm -hmm. and this is like sometimes it's just not our place. No, that's real. You know, yeah, and, that's and like people let you know their boundaries. Yeah, like, nah, and, you, and don't talk to me like that. Like, 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 for real, though, certain friends have to check me. Like I don't need that type of accountability. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? And now whether I feel like they needed that accountability, yeah. that's my business. But it's like, but they business where they in life, they yeah. they weren't trying to hit it. Like, yeah. and that almost jeopardized a lot of my friendships. I mean, but if if someone come to me complaining about the same shit. I feel like if we get we get I've to a space where we bump heads, if yeah. we bump heads and we fall out over some over just some accountability shit, we weren't really friends. Yeah. That's, that's how true. I personally feel. Right. Like and we also, should be able to really grow and learn from it. It don't be having nothing to do with us. We just be asking the question. Yeah. Like they already know they fucked up, or they already know they in the wrong and they yeah, that shame be having them like why he had to check me like that? Why she had to check me like that? But we know we wrong. Like, we adults, we know we feel bad already. And sometimes we don't want to hear it from our people. One, yeah. one thing like that that was helpful, and this is a thing I learned from living in the house I lived in with the with my roommates, was like, I start asking them like, hey, are you talking to me right now for me to give you advice? Or are you yeah. just trying to make it? And like, yes. Yeah. And that like changed the whole like, because it's been times I said some shit and yeah. it led and to like a whole thing. Say that, and that that started around like probably like prior to and really in the pandemic when we were around each other all day. That changed the whole dynamic. Like, oh, you just need to say some shit out loud right now. You don't want me to tell you what to yeah, do. Yeah, right. You just want to talk to somebody, and like that. Then other conversations, like, no, nah, bro, I need some advice right now, and that helps so much. So I think like for y'all, because they're watching willing to receive it yeah, like, at that point. Exactly. Like, I, totally yeah, yeah, I definitely do 
that's like a friendship yeah. like so speaking of the pandemic like we, i feel like we've all learned different things about ourselves we spent more time with ourselves like what is one thing do y'all feel like y'all learned about yourselves doing like that i'll go first okay i've learned that i have a really big ego and that i have no shut up Wow. Anyway, yes, I do. I do. I do have a really big ego, and I be having to check myself sometimes. And I'm very prideful. I have a big pride. Wow. I am. I Never am. Do. Yes, wow. girl. Wow. <laughs> but you and goofiness, but I really do have a really big ego. It's like, mm -hmm. you don't like me, but the audacity, the audacity of you is like, I'm amazing. So I really, I really be feeling that way. Like, cause I'm, I'm that nigga. Like what? Like, you're serious? But <laughs> I be dead ass and I be like talking in raw retreat and they be having to check me and I be like, yeah. Or oh, my other friends too, so my shout out to But, I be having to check myself, but I learned that throughout the pandemic, like, wow, my ego is way bigger than me right now, and mm -hmm. I need to humble myself, like, seriously, mm -hmm. amongst other things I've learned, too, but those was, like, the big two things. I have a big pride and a big ego. Right. But one thing I learned is, um, well, I was losing a lot of people last year, but a long time is really needed. You know, once we got put in lockdown, a lot of stuff stopped. Yeah. And I couldn't work with people, see people, couldn't, you know, kick it, none of that. Mm -hmm. And I felt like a long time was like something I really needed. Mm -hmm. And I masked it with always trying to like try on or yeah. try to kick it or just do something. But a long time was really needed to like find certain things out of like that's what that's why I learned how to grow. Like, you know, like I was saying, like I followed it at the end, but I learned to like let it out and talk for like that you know, a long time. So I learned myself. Yeah. I feel like um, with me, I learned that I overextend myself. Like I have a lot of support coming from different directions. And a lot of these people got a lot of things going on. So I found myself like being here for that person, being here for that person. It's like, I don't know how to say no because these people don't say no to me. So I feel like I owe them. Mm -hmm. But I've been learning, like, I think one of you said really like to put myself first and to prioritize my peace. Like, if I can't be there for you, like, I'm more comfortable saying no now than I was in the beginning. Like, and it feels it feels so much more better. Like I feel like I'm not as stressed. Like if I can't make it, I just can't make it. Yeah. Um, I think mine was just being still, like a little bit like Will said, but I felt like uh, stillness with God at first was just kind of not being by yourself, but I'm more so understood. It's kind of like being in tune with God on what your day to day activities is like. You know, like how Matt how you said earlier, like if you get that sense that you need to spend a whole day by yourself, you do listen to that right tempo like you don't postpone it you don't delay it because when you delay it then you get even more frantic or anxious i was real anxious during the pandemic very frantic i realized that i was literally all over the place like um but yeah the greatest thing i would say yeah is just being still and that i wasn't just my failures or accomplishments because i felt like that's all my, that was what my work was during the pandemic was how good my accomplishments were or the failures I had in the past and the reality is so my I'm worth so like my family relationships, just how I treat myself, my relationship with God, like it's so much more than surface level things. So I would say just not monetizing my work. Yeah, because yeah, your girl is out with the imposter syndrome. Mm -hmm.
I think for me, like, I don't know, I learned, like, and this is going to sound really weird because I'm going to try to say it right, but I learned, like, I really, I feel like I'm a humanitarian. Like, I really, like, I don't know, like, last year, everything stopped mattering, like, for a long time. Like, I was just like, yo, I don't give a fuck about this rap shit. I don't give a fuck about this money. Like, literally, I was just like, yo, like, it's people. I really became more in tune with, like, how fucked up the world is, you know what I'm saying? Um, and I think that I say it in the sense of, because, like, you know how they ask you, like, like the joke is, like, with a job interview, like, what are your, what's your strengths and weakness? Like, my biggest weakness is that I work too hard. You know what I'm saying? Like, it sounds like you big up in yourself. And that's not exactly what this was. It was more so like a thing like, oh, I learned what was important to me. More like because I have been so overshadowed by work, 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 music, music, music. But then I'm like, oh, I will literally put this shit to the side to worry about the fact that this nigga's not eating. You know what I'm saying? Um, and, and I don't know. So I think that for me, like, I, I, I just really found a way to tap more into like giving back to people because I think a lot of my work was selfish and a lot of being a rapper and being an artist is extremely selfish. Um, and I, I don't know, like just seeing, and it wasn't even the pandemic, it was when the the George Floyd shit happened and the looting and like yes. the, the struggles that people were going through, you know what I'm saying? Because like my belief is that looting takes place as a result of people suffering from poverty, not as a result of people trying to steal shit. You know what I'm saying? Because they were looting Jewel Oscos too, you know what I'm saying? Um, like, and so for me, it wasn't like, oh, these hooligans are doing blah, blah, blah. I was like, no, nah, it's motherfuckers out here who literally do not have, and they have this opportunity to go get, you know what I'm saying? They're going to get. When we were doing the food drives, the thing that we ran out of first and foremost every single time we did it was diapers and baby food instantly, long before the food ran out, you know what I'm saying? Um, and so it's not about frivolous shit it's about taking care of yourself and like the poverty issue in Chicago is like people who literally cannot actually do the base level shit to care for themselves and I'm talking about the shallows you know what I'm saying not like you know what I'm saying uh, not being able to have a day to yourself um and so I just learned like oh I, I need to tap more into that part of my personality and my being because I don't want to just do things that are selfish like I really want to lend myself to like, if I'm in a place of privilege, I should be giving back to somebody who doesn't right. have the same privilege. Yeah, I, mean, I was about was to say that. Like, that, shows how, that showed how privileged that I really was. I was like, mm. I have a roof over my head. I have clothes yeah. on my back. I have food mm -hmm. in my refrigerator. I have wine. I have weed. That's it. Luxury shit. I'm living luxury. Like, it's, yeah. it's easier it to be a good person when you're poor. Yeah, That's, it's so easy to be a good person when you already have nothing. Mm. It's very easy. Thanks. Yeah, I would say um, last year during the pandemic, I learned how to deal with my emotions. Like I felt everything, like things I didn't know I could feel, mm. including grief. Like mm. just literally going through the motion of like, I don't have to do for somebody today. What am I supposed to do with my time? I feel I feel useless for a second. My clients don't need me today. I don't have to do a photo shoot. I don't have to go outside. I don't have to work for somebody. Like, what am I supposed to do with myself? And I actually got to learn, like, one, loneliness. 
sadness, helplessness, grief, like anxiety. And I got to go through everything, navigate how to deal with it, and then ask God to take me through different plans of how to grow, like every month. And I feel like me being a person that doesn't deal with their emotions or express them often, like, I don't know, the pandemic just made me feel like I could be a better person. I can grow. The next couple of years of my life will look completely different. Like, I didn't know what life was before, you know, before grief. I have never experienced that before. And now I know a different type of sadness, but I know a different type of power as well. And it just comes so, it hits you st different still. Like, every month I still feel different, but life completely changed after that. So now, like, I navigate how I feel through God, and I wouldn't have done that without the pandemic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a, yeah. It's such a unfamiliar, it's such an unfamiliar yeah. feeling, yeah. and it's so uncomfortable. Yeah. It's just like you don't know what to do, but sit still yes. and be with God at that point. Yes. Literally. The pandemic is actually what, um, that's the reason why I end up looking into therapy, because I realized I was dealing with a lot of childhood trauma, and it was like, projecting into my relationship and I didn't know like Julia said like you don't know how to feel so I didn't know why I was feeling so lonely and so just it was a literally a dark cloud over me during the pandemic and I didn't realize it until my, my partner ended up telling me like what's been going on with you and I realized like I've been dealing with a lot of things that I've been putting off into work like I've been so busy just working six seven days a week and I haven't really dealt with those feelings the pandemic like we were literally on the shutdown and I realized, like, I can't really hide behind work, you know, having my feelings. I literally was forced to deal with that and forced to talk to God and forced to spend time with him. And that's what exposed me to therapy. Like, yeah, I really learned that I really been playing it small. Like, I really learned that uh, I was nowhere near my potential. That's what I kind of learned. Because I got laid off in March in the pandemic. And it was crazy because, you know, usually people know or people will think like, okay, I'm, I'm about to get laid off. But I had no idea. Right. I had just started a new job six months in, just got a promotion three months in to start a new job. And it was crazy because when I got the call, I didn't care. And I literally told the guy, the VP of finance, I'm like, I'm going to be okay. Like, don't worry about me. And that's what I did. Like, my income went crazy. I was happier than ever. I got to do the things I love, like, every single day. And it was crazy because I always doubted myself. And I think that's what, kind of why I worked so hard because I always felt like, you know, I got a chip on my shoulder. Um, and I think that started a while ago. But, yeah, that's really what I really learned. It's like my potential was crazy, but I always play it small. I always play it safe. And now I'm trying to really do way more just to see how far I can take it. Because I think I understood or I became to understand that the better I am as an individual, the more I can impact other people. So it's like I can be a better friend, I can be a better mentor, I can be a better servant of people as long as I keep being the best me I can be. And I was selling myself short. So that. that's what I learned. I love that. So, so just asking you, man, um, so like I already said, when you guys are like the best y'all, y'all can be, how does that even affect your romantic relationships? Like, how does that, when you guys are a full man, when y'all content, y'all happy, doing what you need to do, what what does that look like in your relationship versus when y'all are kind of down and out? I feel like that would be the best time to give myself when I'm like completely happy and exactly. 
to the top the most I can be. I feel like that would be the best relationship ever. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I can provide, you know. For sure. So. For me, it's it's really bliss. It's really blissful. Like it's like perfection, especially when the other person is happy too. Yeah. I think a lot of times, you know, in relationships. When, when a lot of friction is happening, it's because either one person is unhappy mm-hmm. or the other yeah. person is unhappy or yeah. both of y'all are unhappy or y'all stressed out mm-hmm. and y'all never really talk about it. And I just talked about this recently with my girlfriend. It was like when we was in the courting stage, you know, she was single, she living by herself, she in another state and she was just so happy, right? You know, away from the family, stresses, trauma, all of that, right? So when we came together, it's like, it's like magic because we both are just so happy. And like you have this inner feeling where like you like a kid again, that inner child happiness. Yeah. So like when both people are happy and when I'm at my best, she at our best, it's just crazy. It's like you don't really get that. But then when you let life get missed to all of that, that's when it gets tough. That's when you really That's, that's when you really understand like who you with and you know if y'all really gonna make it work. But when I'm happy, when she happy, it's crazy. It's like us against the world, it's unstoppable. Well, I think that's with any relationship though. I don't think it's just like it's a us thing. It's with any relationship, any friendship, everything. Mm-hmm. So you really got to check on your people, man. People really be going through stuff out here. They, really don't. they don't take they don't care of themselves. They don't, they don't talk, talk about it. They yeah. just do what most people do, just put it off. They just keep going through the motions. And yeah. you can't take everything personally either. It really don't be about you. Mm-hmm. For real. Yeah. Anyone else want to speak on there? Relationships, right? When they're at their happiest, or if you haven't experienced that, I've experienced happiness in a relationship from my personal stance. Uh, Me being the best me, I I just feel like you, we can do whatever we want, have whatever we want. Like it's just always a good vibe. But outside of that, I mean, I never really experienced the best me in a relationship just yet. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I have an idea of what that may look like, but once I'm actually in it, I can speak on it. That's honest. I agree with you. I've never shown, like, I've been saying it for 40 years, so I haven't shown somebody. I know I'm capable, yeah. but I haven't shown anybody yet the best me. Yeah. I, I think, like, for me, I don't know, I'm just really, I, I only date friends, number one. And I think that plays a huge role in the answer I'm finna say. But like, I, I'm really good at like, well, I don't know, like when I'm not my best me, it don't affect how I'm acting in a relationship. Because whatever the fuck got me down, I tell them. And be like, yo, like, the conversation we have in that day is what's wrong with me. It's not like I'm finna come in the crib or like come to her crib mad, you know what I'm saying? Throwing shit because I'm in a bad mood, you know what I'm saying? Like type shit. Um, and so I don't think I've ever, and I think my first answer was you should probably ask the women. But like, my thought is like I don't I don't know if I've ever <laughs> like been a, a bad version of myself for that person because I wasn't working on myself. It was probably just because of immaturity and not understanding like how to yeah. move in a relationship. But like I try to really like just be extremely communicative about what I'm going through so that it's no question about what's like if I'm not texting you back, it's not because. I'm mad at you is because I got some shit going on. You know that, you know, beforehand. Or if like we kicking it and I'm not on that tonight, it's not because of you, it's because I got some other shit going on and I would rather sit here and these thoughts. So I just try to communicate, you know what I'm saying? How does that look like for us? That's a great message. How does that when the man is not where he needs to be, what does that look like for us? When where he's not where he needs to be? Oh where he is. It's a cheat. 
We cheat. We cheat. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I didn't realize that's what you said. I thought I relationship if your partner hasn't seen your best and your worst like Thanks. now he knows how to deal with me at my worst like he knows how to communicate because he wasn't really used to seeing me with a dark cloud you know walking around the house but since he's been exposed to that now he know when i'm in one of my moods he know how to communicate with me he know how to talk to me like so um i experienced in a relationship where he wasn't his best and it was very draining it was a lot of projection on to me like his insecurities, his depression, and it kind of like tore me down and made me like feel insecure and depressed and stuff like that. It had me. Everybody has self doubts, but my self doubts doubled when it came to him, and it was all because of projection from the experiences that he was going through. And so that's what it looked like to me. It was just, it was just, a, it was a lot of ill feelings like just coming towards me, and it was just breaking me down, and I just couldn't. So that's how I experienced it. When he was his best self, it was amazing. Yeah. It, it was really good. I think we should I think we should start normalizing like when you like fucked up, like don't project that onto your partner. Don't but a lot partner. of people don't realize that. Like I did the same thing and also uh, my fiance, like when you going through something and when you're not your best self, sometimes you don't even realize that you're projecting it onto another person. You're bringing a cloud on your partner Literally. as well too. Because you're so wrapped up in your own feelings and your own thoughts and your own emotions, like you don't always know when that is projected into your friendships or your family or your romantic your romantic relationships. It's just somebody literally have to tell you like, yo, you acting different or you you been you know you've been off your energy yeah. been off lately. I would say too, sometimes people don't realize until after their relationship is over. And you take that time to kind of reflect on like, damn, I was thinking or I wasn't the best version of myself during that mm -hmm. time. And I feel like that's okay too. But also, if you're in the situation, you got to take a step back and look at what, like, are you guys happy? Mm -hmm. Or is it coming from only your end? Is the relationship one-sided? So I think that, you know, reflection is a big part of that either during yes. or after that yeah. process. I agree with reflection. Um, I can honestly say the only, I've only, dating-wise, relationship-wise, no, but dating-wise, I have experienced two men that were at their best selves, but I wasn't ready. I wasn't good enough for them at that point in time. Um, I really just feel like, and I feel like women, we don't say that enough. Like, if a, we come across a dude that's too good for us, mm -hmm. like, and yeah. in, in a lot of situations, that can't happen, because I, I was broken, still healing from me and my ex, and, my two great guys, but I just missed what they needed me to get ready for. If they was ready to be on that shit, I just wasn't ready. They were too good for me. Now they're not, but like, you know what I mean. Like, y'all <laughs> still kings, so, but yeah. But, um, but yeah, but after the fact, you know, like, I, at that point, they were death too good for me. Like, they were kings. They are kings. But um, yeah, I feel like when you do experience uh, that timing, be important. Timing has to be perfect. Like, Cause sometimes if you're not there and the person there is, you putting them through the rigor, you don't even mean to. Like you don't even know you're stressing them out. Um, and then I feel like whenever in my relationships, when I have dealt with um, men that were in places they wanted to be, it is a projection. Like 
It literally is like they and they let it infiltrate every single aspect of their life. Like if they finance is bad, they making sure their relationship bad, their friend life is bad. Like and it's like I get that because men and money is you know what women and beauty is to us. So it's like I get it. But you know it is like very um, like how you said it's very you can feel minimized. Like you just like you were literally a punch of bad. Like you just a mental and emotional punch of bad at that point. And like I I think that's like. I don't know, like that that shit's fucked up. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Like like you, you should you right. should, you know, guys are definitely I think traditionally are not taught to emote, you know what I'm saying, like growing up and shit. So that's that's one thing. But I also think that in general, like that's a very that's a very different thing than like bottling something up and then like projecting your bad day on your partner. You right. know what I'm saying? Like that type of shit is like just bad, you know what I'm saying? Um and, and I think and that's kinda why my answer was what it was, because it's just like I think maybe folks just need to learn, you know what I'm saying, more about what a relationship is supposed to look like and what people you yes. care about, the role they're supposed to play in your life, you know what I'm saying? Like, yes. you can literally buy a fucking punching bag and, like, punch one, you know what literally. I'm saying? Like, if you, you know what I'm saying? Like, literally. if you're having a bad day, but, you know, to, to affect another person like that, that, that leaves scars, you know what I'm saying? Like, even if that person forgives you, like, toxicity is, like, in a relationship is so bad because it festers. Like, you get anxious when you're around that person, even if you... Once you've forgiven him, it takes yes. years, you know what I'm saying, to like get past some of that shit. So it's like, to me, it's super important to be very intentional about how you're processing your emotions in relation to your partner. And I think one other thing is like, I, I have a, you know, I don't like how much young black people care about relationships. It actually rubs me the wrong way. And that's a whole other conversation for another time. But I'm going to just say at base level, like, <laughs> I really don't like that shit. In the relationship. I don't like that shit. It's like a whole thing in our culture. And I don't like that shit. But, but I think that, like, it's, it's important to also understand, like, if you're not ready, it's okay to be by yourself. Like, yes. like people yeah. should not be the thing that makes you feel better. You got to find... Yes. The, the feel better first before you're exactly. in tune with a person, yes. you know what I'm saying? And, yes. and I think that we need to be preaching to younger folks like how important it is to learn yourself, grow by yourself. Like platonic friendships are so valuable with the opposite and same sex, you know what I'm exactly. saying? Like like that that shit is like like for example, last thing I'm gonna say because I've been talking for a minute, but like I had a problem where like every time I had a lady friend, I got on network. And I turned out I lost all of my lady friends, you know what I'm saying? And I had to look up something around the time last year, like, yo, I don't have any, like, close woman that I can call and just talk to, you know what I'm saying? Um, and yes, I, I feel comfortable having those same combo, combos with Rob, but what Rob doesn't have is that perspective, you know what I'm saying? Yes. That a lady might have, you feel me? Um, and or he might have it, but it might not be as, it won't be from the source, you feel me? Yeah. Um, and, and so like, it's just super important to prioritize you, friends, then get into a relationship, you know what I'm saying? And like, understand that it's okay to be alone until you're ready. Like, don't don't drink the Kool-Aid on, on love and relationships. Like, yeah, it, if you get married at 50, that's okay, who gives a fuck? Like, figure it out first before you start projecting your issues on another person. Because you know some friends don't be that long with them. Like, I don't have a guy friend, I can call and be like, yo, Patrick, tripping, like, 
Mm. I don't have that. And mm. well, all my male friends always get on it with me, so that's. <laughs> and you know, I really it's horrible. I feel sorry, but I just really be like, as a woman with male friends, I feel like that's what saves me. Mm. Bitch. Yes. <laughs> That's what the, shout out to Robert. No, shout out to Kelly. Shout out to Shayanti. It's like I y'all saved me. Like no, seriously. So I just be like when I hear women say I don't have any male friends, I'd be like, yo, like do you wanna meet mine? <laughs> I will share them with you because they really literally like they put things in perspective that I would have never thought like and it's just like you need them. And it's like, they made, because I, I had daddy issues. My daddy wasn't in my life. But my daddy issues were more so rooted in, I, I was disgusted with men. Like, I feel like men yes. were not good enough to take care of me. Like, men are not good enough for me to allow my troubles on or even lean on them. But my male platonic friends, I can honestly say, because I'm not even too tight with my male cousins or male uncles. My male friends, like, single-handedly made me see the worth of a man by just talking to them. Like them leaning on me, telling me they issues and just what they go that they go through a lot of the same things us females go through. But if they don't feel that space that they can open up to you, mm-hmm. and it's it taught me that when a man opens up to you, that is like yeah. literally one of the highest honors you should like. The it's fact that you feel them. cool to yes. call me and tell me exactly. your business and yes. vent to me, like I'm honored at yes. this point. Like I gotta say, yeah, my male friends they 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 really made me appreciate men to like a whole nother magnet. Like. I ain't gonna say y'all fixed my daddy issue because that was really God and therapy and me. But <laughs> I will say y'all definitely helped right me out. see the worth of a man. Like yeah. I don't even like I used to be niggas ain't shit. I don't even feel comfortable making a statement like that. I feel like that's even though it's such a broad phrase, that's disrespect to my male friends. <laughs> yeah, I, like, I, I don't like But I think we at the same. Oh, we're worse. People suck. People suck. Humans. As long as I ain't got. I'm just saying is the streets ain't shit because you can't you really go. say the niggas or the like the streets ain't shit. Like it's oh, really. I'm, like I'm so streets. happy for my relationship because nothing is out there. Yeah, it's just like the thing. The thing about the two is with that shit. Like, because I've always been like, yo, like, and I'm gonna hold you, like. I, I came to my most recent relationship like yo I don't I don't trust women like I told her that from jump like really? I do not trust women like it it was a big thing you know what I'm saying um and I had to kind of like backtrack and I'm just like yo like it's not a you should never generalize it to somebody's gender yeah, or sex you know what I'm saying yeah but what's happening to me is like we're being we we you talking about having you know issues with your father you know what I'm saying like. We, if we, if majority of us don't have like good examples of relationships in the home, mm-hmm. we're being raised by something else. That's your cousins, your aunties, exactly. a movie, a TV show. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so you're approaching the shit, thinking it's supposed to look a certain way, and not realizing that you and that person curate the relationship. Mm-hmm. It's not about some exactly. shit you saw, some shit you heard. You feel me? You know what I'm saying? And so, like for me, it's like. Yeah, motherfuckers like, motherfuckers like, <laughs> motherfuckers be tweaking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want no part of that. Sorry, y'all. Cut that out, Will. Cut that out. 
what 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 I think you just have to realize is like, yo, like that person is working on themselves too. That person is going like you know, like for me, I've been cheated on. I cheated. You feel me? And I know what was going on with me when I cheated. Just like she probably knew what was going on when she cheated. And like you just gotta look at it person to person and don't ever generalize because when you generalize, that's when you tweak on the motherfucker. Exactly. Like oh, like he was just saying, like oh, I passed up on dudes because I felt like I wasn't yeah. ready. You know what I'm saying? Or like. I'm going into a relationship with a dope girl telling her from day one I don't trust her. It's like, a shit that ain't had nothing to do with her. You feel me? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so. Yeah. Nah, I agree. Can I go to the bathroom? Yeah, yeah. 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 Let me pause. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> I ain't want to do this. I don't think we go. Are we pausing? I don't think. Yeah, we can keep going. Okay. Yeah. But I just hate that term in general, like niggas ain't shit. Because I'm thinking, like, for a man to to not be shit, that means he fucked up over and over and over and over again. And it's like, you allow him to fuck up over and over and over again. So before you say a man ain't shit, you really got to look at yourself like, are you some shit? Because you lowered your self-esteem. You <laughs> allow that man that's to not be harsh, shit. Though, that's harsh. That's harsh. The only reason why I say that's harsh is because, like I said, I'm on your side right now. Like when they say, you can't, I, my phrase is, you can't be a queen and a victim at the same time. You can't. You can't tolerate that BS. But I have been at that broken girl state where I let a dude do me wrong again and again and again. And it wasn't because I lowered my self esteem, it was because I was raised to see that's what a relationship was like. I understand that. Like, but did you, did you feel that niggas wasn't shit? Like, did you say that? Did you feel like that? Yeah, I used to feel shit? Yeah, I felt like that. Yeah, because my dad, I used to be able to call my dad, can I get $50 because my head to He cussing me up. You only ask me when you go. When in reality, you don't need to do nothing for me. But that's, that was me and my trauma. But it just came from the thing of like, I thought that's the woman and a man dynamic. Because we, as black women, we're also raised, you better stick beside your man. You're, you're supposed to hold him down no matter what. They don't talk about that cheating is not a part of not holding him down, but they just say, hold your man down. You're supposed to take care of your people. You're supposed to take care of your home. You're supposed to hold it down. That's where we're, well, my people from Mississippi, they're from the South. I grew up with housewives, very nuclear families. My grandma, like if I brought a boy over there right now, my grandma, why you make a boyfriend play? Like she don't play that. Like you treat your man like a king. Like when it comes to my grandma's household. I mean, that's fair, so, but why could we as women, like when we date one man that's not shit, why do we project that on all men though? Like that's not, we all do that though. But I think it's a part of the learning process in your 20s, right? So there, I don't, I don't fault people who, you know, there's women in relationships who get cheated on and they stay. But then yeah. that's not their breaking point. Their breaking point is if you lied to me about it. Everybody their breaking point is if you yeah. stole something. Like, I don't date thieves. But there are some people who's cheated and that's the breaking point because they feel like it's going to happen regardless, whatever the case is. So that grace, it's like, like in the past. exactly. Like, so it's like either either you have to decide what your breaking point is or you learn what it is over mm -hmm. time. And I don't think that they're like, I know he cheated, but I'm going to say, I don't think they purposely are making that decision because they want to look stupid. I think it's out of love and growing and seeing how long that they can deal with it. I mean, that's but fine, I, I, but not that you tolerate cheating or not that you want someone who cheats, but sometimes but we shouldn't, out we shouldn't label that man as not being shit if we choose to stay. You have, you no longer have, you can't say you're not shit though. That's all I'm saying. Like, no, it's not. I feel like you can, I but you gonna say you stayed though when you you stayed. Shit. If but he, he ain't not shit, shit then he not like he obviously some shit. I think if the term men ain't shit, shit is different from I'm learning to see what I can tolerate. Like I don't. I, but you I don't, don't recognize you 
learning. You don't learn. in the process. Yeah, yeah. The process, you, you just think about him not being shit. Then you learn. I learned. You're not thinking of the term man ain't shit. You think about him really not being shit. But you mean? You you left when some you left and then you're saying they're not shit. I'm talking about you're the people. Because you hurt. But I'm talking about the people who stay. Like the people who oh. are like, damn, I'm, I kind of still want to fuck with this person. But that's, okay. like, that's what I'm saying. That's such a loaded topic because then we're talking about those type of relationships where girls stay. Those are toxic relationships, what Matt was saying. That toxic relationships provide a lot of manip- uh, manipulation. They provide a lot of like actually projection. So that's why I'm like, I don't even feel, that's always why I was like, that's kind of harsh because it's a lot of manipulation that goes on between cheating, like even when a female cheats on her boyfriend, basically she's manipulating whatever situation to get him to come back, vice versa with the male and the, male and the female. So it's like, there's a lot of mental psychology that goes on in those, in that space. So like, I agree with y'all. I just think it's a learning process. Like some, I, people, I totally some people be like, you, you, you lied to me about going out that night. We done. I'm exactly. never talking to you again. Yeah. Like, like that, be like, as long as you don't cheat, you can you be not romantic. Anything. You exactly. can be not romantic. Exactly. Don't provide for me. Don't be my friend. Treat my family and friends like shit. <laughs> but as long <laughs> as you're not cheating, you are okay. <laughs> with like you have to grow. That's like as long as you don't cheat, you are okay. That's it. I just didn't need to take away that stigma. Like stop saying niggas ain't shit because. You just can't, you don't have room to say a man ain't shit if you choose to stay. If you choose to stay, then work it out and like fix no problems. But don't. But what if she leaves to say she's not shit? So what if she leaves to say she's not shit? I don't. Is that okay? What does she say? Wait. What does she leave and say he not shit though? Because you, you saying she don't say he not shit because you chose to deal with him. But what if she left after the first time and said niggas ain't shit? You still can't that? say that. after one mistake, uh-huh. you can't say nigga ain't shit. So like, she damn if she do, she damn if she don't. She can't say it at all. You, so. I don't think you should say it at all. You, like, let's just eliminate that saying that niggas ain't shit because it's females out here that's right. not shit. But a lot of men don't glorify that. You don't see a man saying bitches ain't shit. No, I do. I do. I see that. I do. I see it a lot. I see it a lot. That's why you say that. I see it a lot. They are damn not saying I'm Part, but at the end of the day, 
It's just like, I know my worth isn't tied to it, but in society overall, if you can't provide, people don't look at you like a oh, man. Yeah. Like, a woman yeah. attests you if you can't provide. I, I, feel I like think that's so, so like, because I think it is like, cliche. He's so young, no, no, young, young, but yeah. I feel like I the know. way it's looked at, like, provide for me, like, I feel like it's. Like we so young talking about providing. Literally. Yeah. Like, you know, like, barely providing myself. That's the only thing. Yeah. That's real. Yeah, I think the weird thing is people pick and choose like what things they want to keep from the old shit. Like we want to be progressive. Right. But you want your time, You want certain things. You want that man still, you know, open the door for you. You still want. You want your independence, but take out that trash. You want what you want, but you want what you want, but at the same time, you don't want the uh, same responsibilities that you traditionally expected to do. Yeah. It's weird. It's like people just pick and choose. Okay. I ain't gonna say women do it more than men, but I don't know. It kind of looked like that's. <laughs> I think for me, like, regardless of how what women want or not want, like me on my self work type shit, like, like on some real shit. I'm I'm actually smart as fuck. Like like in real life. Like if I like at like eighteen if I was like, yo, I'm finna be a doctor, I could have actually did that shit. Like if I really wanted to. I made a conscious decision to be a fucking artist. Which means I made a conscious decision to be poor for a certain amount of my life. You know what I'm saying? And so for me it's like when we talk about self worth, it's like I I think it's partially inspired by the home I came from. Um because my dad is also an artist. And so I never was bombarded with like, you got it, you got it, you got to do this, you got to do that. You know what I'm saying? It was very unique. But I think for me, like, the more I learn about like wealth, the more I learn about like generational wealth specifically and what that phrase really means and like the people who really do have generational wealth in this country, I also realized that as fucked up as this is gonna sound, it's a lot of people in this country who ain't never gonna touch the money they think they're gonna touch. And they really think they are. And they 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 posting about it, they on Instagram talking about it, and I commend them for that, but they don't understand like a lot of that money shit got a lot to do with what happened before you. And if you're not put in that position, it's just not gonna happen. You know what I'm saying? It's possible, but everybody trying to get that million, it million can't be that. everybody trying to provide generational generational wealth, you're not gonna get it. You know what I'm saying? I hate to say that shit. It sounds so no, morbid and like pessimistic, but it's, it's real. It's hard and so, so for me, like, I, I think to place my worth on like capitalism is so like, I can't never do that shit. You know what I'm saying? Because we learned last year, this shit could be over in a heartbeat. You know what I'm saying? Somebody come and do some shit, and some shit change up, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's it. That bread ain't gonna matter, you exactly. feel me? And so for me it's like, what what's what's my what's my internals, you know what I'm saying? What what type of person am I? You know what I'm saying? What am I able to provide for those around me as, as far as like up here and in, in here, you know what I'm saying? Is where I place my personal value. And I think that I would love to be rich. I want to be rich. I think I have a nice little path to doing so. You feel me? So I'm not going to act like money don't matter to me. But it's like, to say, does it dictate my worth? It literally has only ever made me think about my worth in relation to women. And that's just a real ass thing. Like, I've only ever thought about that shit in relation with my worth when it came to, like, what my shorty want. Or, like, this girl I'm, I'm trying to fuck with, I know how she moved. And, like, damn, I'm going to have to pay for that date. 
But you know what I'm saying? I have to act like I got it this weekend. You know what I'm saying? Um, but like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I shot the whole like that's the only time. And like, so for me, that's not real. I don't give a fuck. Like, I'm only doing that for you. So it really don't right. dictate my worth. You know what I'm saying? So like, I know that we put a lot, or just women in general put a lot on finances for you guys. I want to ask, how can women be assets to you all? That's a really good question. That is. Y'all can think about it, but don't take too long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they thinking. <laughs> they thinking, y'all. But we, we really want to know. And I want you guys to be honest, be transparent. Um, y'all know this is a safe space and we, you know, support y'all. want to hear what y'all think. But how can we be SSCR? What do y'all think about? What do y'all care about? What do you want from women? And I, I'm going to say this now. If you say, be my peace, please elaborate.
I think the other thing is just uh, do nice things for your man. Like I know men, men we expected to do you know happy wife, happy life. We expect to do you know a lot of nice things for our women, but take that initiative and do those acts of service for your man. We really appreciate yeah. it. And we don't, we don't really get that. Yeah. So I just love women sometimes. Yeah. Like, you gotta do it all the time. Sometimes, like show me some love. You know, that's what I look for. Just show me some love. Support me. I support you enough. Just support me. <laughs> I love him, my man. <laughs> I did say that. I love him. I do a lot of shit for him. That's why you in a position here. Yeah. That's why you got that ring. Look. Yeah. <laughs> he like it, yeah, I'm very, very interested. T 
Do you engage? What's the question? How do y'all be an asset? Oh, how? What is a man? What is a man? I said it's the same question. How can y'all see y'all as an asset? I want to hear that. Y'all can do both. I mean, I ain't gonna lie. I'd be the first one to say, like, my man has, like, has to be a provider. If he wasn't, I wouldn't put so much stress on him. But he's naturally a provider. And I'm not just speaking on finances. I'm speaking emotionally. He do gotta work in the spiritual department, but you know, he provides in other ways. Like, he always checking up on me, he's always making sure I'm good. Like, it's not always just about finances. Like, he's literally a man, and I love and appreciate that about him, you know. So, I don't know. Like, he just, I had daddy issues too, and I think that's another reason why I just have gravitated to him because he makes up for a huge part mm-hmm. in that department. Um, my fiance is actually the first man in my life that has actually loved me for me. Mm-hmm. So I think that that also plays a huge part. So he's just a good overall man. I would say how a man can be asset to me is just being super supportive of like my business and like my lifestyle. Um, I really love people who love to support me in what I do because I'm super supportive. So if you can like pour into my business, whether it's a post, a share, a like, a let me show up at your event, like I love stuff like that and I'm really big on communication. Um, as far as me, I guess the vice versa question and how I can be an asset, I am really big on just like God and like I'm I'm gonna pray for you type of woman. Like I wanna go to sleep and I wanna pray for you. I wanna pray over your dreams, which what's important to you, what you like. Um, and I'm I want to just support you. Like I'm supportive. Like it's very I'm a gift giver. Like I'm gonna mm-hmm. buy or order or make something for you that's gonna make you smile. Like it could be something so stupid or something so little that nobody would think about, but you told me you was passionate about it mm-hmm. maybe a year ago, and now here it is. Mm-hmm. Or I made it for you so that you can be happy. And I just really think that that support is like my biggest strength because I'm so in tune with how people communicate with me. I take it very literal when people share their dreams with me. Cause that's a rare and safe space. Cause I don't do that. Like I don't share like the the things that's super important to me. I don't tell nobody about. I like to protect it. So if I receive that from a man, I I want to protect it too, and then I want to invest in it. So I'm really big on just like prayer, God, and support. That was such a good answer. I don't think I should. Can I get some advice? Can I get some advice? Yes. Uh, question first. Do you tell him that you pray for him? I don't. You should. Hmm. Thank you. Thank you. Good tip. Um, <laughs> what can I ask? Why? That's a great feeling. Yeah, it's a great feeling. It's just a great feeling. Like I think a lot of times women they just do things mm-hmm. without telling y'all. They don't tell. They don't say nothing. And do it's you, like, do y'all you believe it though? Like I pray for you. Like, uh, what you no, mean? like straight up. church and like it's women who I haven't seen for actual years five six like the aunties and shit who've been like oh I've been praying for you this whole time that is probably the most heartwarming shit I've ever heard in my life like I think that there's something about knowing that that energy is in the world for you Mm -hmm. that literally oh I'm not by myself in this shit like I like now I know like People who I haven't talked to in years are literally thinking about me and what I got going on yeah. and saying my name, speaking my name into the 
ethos every fucking night before they go to sleep. That shit, yeah, yes, it's safe. Powerful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's just powerful. Mm. And like, when you, oh, go ahead, my I was gonna say, no, a lot of times we feel like, I, well, at least I can't speak for everybody, but for me, I, sometimes I feel like I'm alone in this shit. Yep. Mm. I think I'm a loner at heart, though, but, um, so nah, it's huge to just know that people care. It's just, it's simple. It's not even a bad thing. I think it's human nature to just know that you know, somebody else is caring for you and thinking about yeah, you yeah. and wishing good in your life. I, honestly, my answer is going to be the same as, as Matt. Like, I really want a friend. Like, I want, I want my partner to be, like, my homie, you know, my dog, because, like, it's more fun that way. It's more yeah. fun. You're more comfortable. Yeah. You, like, it's just, I don't know. That's, that's the asset that they can bring to me. Along with what Julia said, also supporting me in all my endeavors and everything that I do. But it's really like, I want you to be my friend. Mm-hmm. Like, yes. my home. Like, like my fucking shit. Well, when I said that though, a couple weeks ago, y'all looked at me like y'all was crazy. But how what happened? Did? With it? What happened? It wasn't on tape. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was after camera, but okay. Yeah, I feel like. I feel like I agree really with Tika um, when she was saying like providing, I just like, I always say I like when a dude makes sure I'm straight, but like money is literally the one of the least things a man can do. Like I'm big on safety. Do I feel safe when I'm around you? Like can I reciprocate what you're giving me? Like I'm very intentional. Like when Julia said like support, I feel like one thing I bring in relationships, I'm very thoughtful and intentional. I'm the type of person I can read you and see that you having a bad day, and I'm just gonna leave you alone because mm-hmm. I see that you having a bad. Like you, sometimes you don't even have to tell me what you need. I'm just gonna give you what I think you need. Like I'm very one of those type of people. I'm really intentional, so I just kind of need that back. Like I think about my partner if I have one, um, but I would think about them probably like with every decision I make. So I would just need that reciprocated back. Um, I can't. I don't think I can make a man feel safe, but I thought that's one thing that I would ask for a man that I can. Yeah, yeah. I can give a man a safe emotional space, but I really do need my man to give me a safe physical space. Like, I ain't gonna be like that white woman that punched that girl to do that the Steelers game. I ain't that ain't me. I ain't gonna pick a fight. I ain't gonna write a check. My man can't catch. Okay, it's her clip. She's crazy, y'all. She did not. He did not push her. Yes, he did. She already had like her finger in face, and he was like, he swiped, and he was like, "Don't touch me." And that's when she slapped him. She slapped him. Comment what y'all feel like. Get her clip and comment what y'all think. She slapped him. She slapped him. She said the fucking. And he tried to call himself back. But I saw your video before, and she was yelling at her husband like, "Shut the." Like, t- and he, that's when the conversation started because she was yelling at her husband. <laughs> she, 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 she was literally yelling at him, like, shut the up. And then he was like, bro, you gonna go hug, keep telling you to shut up. And that's when she turned around, like, and he like, don't touch me, slap, and that's when it happened. I'm like, that car ride home was probably crazy. So he was trying to take up for her. He was trying to take up for her husband. Right. Right. Oh, right, right. And your husband got knocked out. He got knocked out. Because he hesitated to punch him. I ain't gonna hold you like. He yeah. really wanted to do it. Put your hands on my man. They shouldn't touch us, but we also they have every right to. 
I don't care. We should be putting our hands on men. Like, Argue with your mama. A man has every right to put his hands back on you if he hits you. Like, if you hate a person. Like, no, I am. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> At the end of the day, they're a human being. You do not have the right to put your hand no. on any human being and don't think they have every right to react to whatever you feel like. Some type of Yeah, like females be dead serious, like slapping, punching their men, and, and like I seen sometimes when men ain't do nothing. I seen when men did do something like when they not doing nothing, that looks horrible. Like, <laughs> I don't know, man. like, I be like, bro, like, I think that's I don't. I think it's like this is this might just be my own wild ass pocket of thought. I really think the measure of a man is whether or not he'll put his hands on a woman. I really truly believe that. And I don't think any nigga should ever hit a woman. Ever. Unless she's threatening your life. Like, that's actually how I feel. Like, restraining somebody is to me, it's not fine. That's okay. But like, and, and that's different. A fight in a Steelers game is very different than in a relationship. We're talking about in relationships, like, I, I, yeah, I don't think there's any reason for you to use your greater strength. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? To 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 put your foot down or whatever. Now I agree with you one million percent. At the same token, nobody should be hitting nobody or putting their hands on the I was just talking right? about the girls that be like, I punch him out his sleep. He has every right to pin you, like stop playing with me. Like, why would you do, do that? Yeah, but a lot of niggas be punching back. My whole thing is if a woman put her hands on you, it's not gonna hurt you. Like if a woman smack you, punch you, but it's not gonna hurt you. It's gonna hurt Okay, look, it's fine. I'm making it. No, 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 no
First thing you notice in the opposite sex. Yes. Oh. Oh, we supposed to hold it up? Yeah, shut yes. the uh, No, don't embrace that, man. <laughs> oh, I'm making a big oh, <laughs> What's that about? Oh, yeah. Wow. What's yours? Oh, oh, I said whole face. It's always, I need everything. It's always tea. What's your Oh, they your body, political weight. Face. Yes. What you say? Damn. Face. Face. Alright. I'm gonna take the shoes. Damn. You can tell a lot about a person. Yeah, because your shoes are how you can tell a lot about a person. Yeah, it shows how you keep yourself together. Can you feel? Yo, she good. I mean, shit. Alright. Nobody want to explain it, right? Cool. Rob, go ahead. Top. Three info you share on a first date. So we have job, hobbies, goals, career, family, hobbies, job, situationships, personality, believe in God, family oriented. Let me see your playlist. We have job, favorite food, and hobbies. Family, craziest thing you've done, and hobby. Brian, you have. write a whole dissertation. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're going to skip Ryan. Well, what do you have? Did Bill show us No. Can we see Job. Okay. Okay. That's nice. So basically, we all talk about jobs. Jobs. What we do. <laughs> so you go on dates and talk about God first thing. Yeah, you believe in God because I'm here. That's why. Wow. Okay. Very interesting. What you're saying? Career. What I'm looking for. What I like to do. Say I. So then my question, real quick, is: What if he's like, I don't believe in God? Oh, you're not for me. Nice first date. So what does it go for me? Like, you just like get up and like, I'm right. I've never had an experience to be honest. <laughs> but like, okay, what well, we'll do? So every guy you dated believes in God. Mm -hmm. Wow. It's a requirement. Well, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. Every guy you've been on a date with believes in God. I don't go on a lot of dates. Word. Right. Okay. <laughs> for sure. Yes or no? They <laughs> believe in God. Would you kiss on a first date? Yes or no? We have a yes, yeah, no, yes, 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 Get that baby some drinks. Why you 
straight up fireball. Straight up have fireballs for the first. Would you sign a prenup? We have a yes, no, yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes, no. Okay, for the no's, why? why would if they want to explain this explain. question. Robert, what do you uh, No. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I will explain. I don't know, maybe I'll grow into a strong. Right now. Maybe I'm too trusting of the person. I per I just feel like if I'm fucking with you to that extent and I want you for who you are, not what you have, then there should be no need. That's I love just that. that's just me though. That's beautiful. That's the cancer in you. That's beautiful. I think for me, like I wanna say no. My parents got divorced after being married for twenty five years. And like for me it's just like shit changes. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like if a person is like, yo, I need that security deposit, you know what I'm saying? Like I feel like you can't do nothing but respect that. You know what I'm saying? Like, as much as I want that, you feel me? Like, I want that, but it's also like, if later she like, no, I'm really not fucking with you, and like, hey, that's real shit. And I don't, I don't want your money, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, so that's, yeah. Oh, that's really smart, y'all taking out. Yeah. My question is, what's the sweetest romantic thing you've done for someone? <laughs> Pay for my expenses. <laughs> <laughs> Take hey, 
Will, what's the sweetest thing? <laughs> I help someone out of a struggle. He don't keep it at that. That's real. That's okay. Real. Yeah. What about you? That was the question? Yeah, do you guys have tattoos? That's the question. You do? Mm-hmm. Yeah. She really doesn't have an arm. You don't see it? Yeah. She got a tramp stamp. Yes. No. Yes. 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 No. We got one. All right. Would you be okay if your homie dated a person you texted or dated not serious? Did you like kiss him or something? Would you be okay? <laughs> it said, would you be okay if your homie dated a person you texted or dated not serious? So I guess they dated her not seriously though? Yeah, would you be okay if your homie dated a person? Did they like? If it wasn't serious. Yeah, it wasn't serious at all. Tika said no. Go crazy. Brian uh, said no too. <clears throat> this this should be like a question. Oh, yeah, let's talk about it. I like this one. Wait, I want to be clear that the question is would you be okay if? So I meant to say yes. Yeah, <laughs> I fucked it up. I'd be okay. Yeah, I'll be okay. I fucked that up, but yeah. Like it's cool. Like you're not saying no hard. I do want to hear you. I'm saying no because when I had one friend, that's my best friend, Kenny. If she ever texts somebody, had interest in somebody at all at some point, I would never see myself giving them the time of the day because it's just way too many niggas in the world to date somebody that my friend thought that she might have been interested in. That's just off limits. That's my perspective, though. Like, I got one friend, though, just to throw that thing. Yeah, I just can't. That's never happened. Like, if I, if she dates somebody that she just knows not to do that, like, why would you date somebody without text or even thought that I was interested in? Like, it's so many guys out in the world. It's another nigga out there that's probably better, look better, doing better. You know what I'm saying? I think that's. What if you married now and then somebody else from the past? Mm -hmm. That's a good question. That's how you gonna be mad. You got the ring already. I got the ring already, but. That's just the understanding that we have. We never really talked about it, but it's just like a level of respect. Like, she's never done it, I've never done it. It's just like, shit, if you text him, if you put it on a date with him, then that's off limits. Like, that's just our friendship. But if that was to happen, would y'all not be friends? No. No, I'm saying, like, that's never, I can't, honestly, like, I can't even answer that question like, because I've never seen breaker. it. It's not a deal breaker, but if I've never been in that situation, it's kind of hard to answer the question. How you gonna react? Yeah, like, I don't know how I would react, but it just never happened. Uh, I, I just have always felt like I don't know, like, and I've learned. I had to learn too because I have my own faults in this department too. But like, relationships to me like feel like ownership a lot, and I don't think that we we have ownership of people. You know what I'm saying? And this is not a direct response to your answer. This is my own. You know what I'm saying? Um, and like, so for me, like, especially if it's not serious, it's just like, and like, this is even how I feel about like. Niggas looking at my girl like shit. I like her too. You know what I'm saying? Like, I hope you think my girl look good. You right. know what I'm saying? Like, so for me, like, it's just, it's just like, yo, the way proximity works. We all went the majority of us went to college together. The way proximity works is just like, it is, it is very difficult. It 
it is very difficult to like, to like, it's not difficult, but to me it's extra work to not have interest in somebody that somebody you know also had interest in. And to me, right. it's extra work to not act on that interest if you're no longer inter interested in that person. And like, so for me, like, I'm okay with it. I'm not even the type of person where you gotta tell me, but like, to me, I think what could alleviate some of the tensions around it is just having a conversation. Like, hey, bro, like, I'm fucking shorty, you know what I'm saying? Which, nah, we don't even talk no more. Like, go, go crazy, bro, you know what I'm saying? And from a male perspective, a lot of niggas don't do that. They don't? Niggas mm -hmm. don't do that. I was about to ask a question for you, Matt. Mm -hmm. So let's just say one of, one of the ladies like showed interest in you. Mm -hmm. But no, I take it back. Let's just say you have interest in a woman, mm -hmm. but that woman that's not like you back, like yeah. she's not showing you no time of the day. But you really, really fuck with her, but yeah. she just made it clear like I'm not on that. Yeah. But then your homie turned around and he likes showing interest in her. Would you kind of be upset? No. No. Nah, she she made her decision. That's her. To me, that's her autonomy at play, and you allow her to be autonomous. Like she don't like me. But I feel like I feel like your friend shouldn't really pursue her if he's seen how much that you really was like feeling her or trying to. Yeah. Right, but it's not. It's not even about her. It's about you and your friend, like your homie. Like your homie shouldn't really pursue that woman if he's seen like you was trying to get on her. I feel. I feel what you don't like. And I want to be with you. Like, I didn't know what else to feel like because we was just friends, you know what I'm saying? Like, that was my homie, my homie, my homie. And I was like, I really want to be in a relationship with you. And what the fuck? And she was like, nah, like, I'm not going to do that shit. You know what I'm saying? And then it got to a point and we, and like, honestly, we never had sex before we dated. We never kissed. We never did anything. We were just friends. And so, like, this shit was just on the strength of the connection type shit. And... It was to a point where she was like, nah, I feel like I should just go and talk to her because I do want to act on this thing. And like, no, we're not together anymore. But like that to me was like the first time I ever dated a friend as an adult. Like that was my my homie, homie, homie. You know what I'm saying? And like, so for me, it was like, I want that. I'm glad I had that opportunity. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I would have been very sad if she would have went and talked to the first girl and Shorty was like, no, like, Oh, so she, oh, she gave her 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 I don't know if she gave her her blessing. We ended up together is all I'm going to say. I don't know fully how it went. It was a, oh, okay. That's exactly what it was, actually. Yeah. That's um, what and, and so for me, it was like, and then the way the first relationship ended, too, for me, was like, you don't, you shouldn't even really have a say in anything I do in my life. Like, that was really how Oh, it so started. you got the short end of the stick in the first relationship? Or oh, yeah, it was, it was bad. Okay. And so, so like, it's so, like, it's, to me, it's so many, like, little details in the shit that it can't be black and white. You feel me? Yeah. And I think from my experience, like, I'm like, I truly value that second relationship. And it's not even because I got hurt. Fuck all of that. There was a lot of value and growth and learning in that second relationship that didn't happen in that first one. To the point, me and the second girl, that was like the the we were together for four years. We went through a lot, broke up five times, like a whole lot of shit. I learned, you know what I'm saying. And without her having that combo with Shorty, I would have never got that, you know what I'm saying. And so, like to me, it's not black and white. And so that's why I'm like, I agree. Yeah, you gotta really. I don't know. I would never want to tell a nigga, don't do some shit because of me. I'll tell you how I feel, and you do what you want to do based on that. And. For me, I will try my best to still be your homie. Like, if it's a loyalty thing and I just feel like you're being disloyal, the disloyal thing to me is to not talk to me. That's where I'm gonna stop fucking with you. I'm not gonna stop fucking with you because you like somebody who's cool or who look good, you know what I'm saying? And so, yeah, I said a lot, my bad. <laughs> no, that's valid, though. 
That's what I mean. Yeah. I can't trust you. If you are, <laughs> <laughs> like that. If you are interested in a dude that I'm interested in, and there's so many niggas in the world and in Chicago, I can't trust you. But I'm so grateful and I'm blessed that I've never been in a situation like that. I have, but I could trust her. I'm not gonna lie. I could trust her. Like, it was just one of those situations. Like, I went on a date with a dude. She liked him a couple months later. It didn't work out between us. They ended up being in a relationship for like three years. And even though. <laughs> even though. Even though. Now, they, they are not together anymore, but even though they were together, I can honestly say, as her friend, she learned monuments from him like she needed to be that was her only boyfriend like to this day that's her only boyfriend so like she needed to get in a relationship with him to even learn stuff about herself stuff that she could not learn from me as a friend and things like that especially if it was like if it was like we have never had so like none of that so it was just like why like go ahead sis like if you want to do that go ahead like i don't and honestly i never felt any way bringing her any other dude i messed around i think it was just that one situation like they were just attracted to each other it was that time and for them and that was just that like and i just feel like yeah like i yeah but that's just but yeah but i'm also the type of person i don't think one incident also Equates to how like I be with a person like I will give people like that second like all right I see how you now she would did it again now I'm looking at you because like sis why are you always <laughs> coming with mommy you know but it was like that one quick in and out like I right, do use this like all right I'm gonna charge it to the game that's totally fine like I have no problem with that um the I um, it was actually I never second to this day like even though we're not friends no more I would never second guess her like her loyalty to me like honestly um. Yeah, it's a very solid individual. Mm-hmm. I think I'm just traumatized. Like, I had somebody yeah. that literally dated. But females be vindictive and snakes, though. I but a lot of females, like, a lot, I just with my best friend all the time. Like, I don't know what kind of obsession they have with me, but they literally go after everything that I've ever had. I've had, like, a handful of females like that. So I think mm-hmm. that's why I said that's my perspective. I can't trust you. Mm-hmm. Hmm. What was your question? Do you shoot your shot? Slash slide in DMs. <laughs> what y'all say? Yes, yes. I be trying. I be trying. <laughs> I'll be trying. Yeah. Y'all, y'all two got what do you mean? Damn, right. I've never slid in a nigga's DM. Like, she locked in. I have not been engaged like all my life. I have been, been single before. Somebody have not been. I've been single. Never, never like no nigga that's my could ever say that I said no. I like three pictures and then they said like you gotta tri- uh-huh. you gotta trip them. That's sliding. It's the like. same thing. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a question. That's a form of sliding. It's a it's a question. It's, 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 it's not. If you like three pictures, that is true. You manipulated your shot because you can hit. I'm I'll take that. I'll admit to that. So that's part of the shot. So you initiate the slide, but you don't slide. But you're going. You tell them you're available. And they slide in. Right. If I like, I mean, you come, it's, it's, it's social media. It's, you're supposed to like bitches. 
I like your pictures, then that's just what it is. Like it, it can be very. We gotta be in the road. It can be red. It's very like regular. It is what it is. But what do you like? Like put the pictures back. I honestly even feel like we're sliding sometimes. I be like. They don't have it. He's sliding back. That doesn't mean shit. Don't do too much. What do you like? Right. You like it? It's a compliment. Yeah, I don't take likes to heart at all. Like I don't take likes to heart at all. Heart eyes. That was when social media was. It's a whole new regimen now. Like yeah. sliding for me is a very specific thing. Like I say exactly I want what you. You got to say hi A joke, yeah. something. Because like, a motherfucker will really think that a compliment is like you. Shooting your shot. No, and I believe in like giving But it used to be It did. Back in the day, that's what it was. Social media has changed. If you send me a hard eye, it's like, oh, I just love you. It's just double tap. Or like you like my pictures. That could just be you like you showing my page love. Right. Or you did it. You did it. Or you just want me to go back. And you gotta keep going. This is lurking on me. Okay. She accidentally liked the picture, so you just gotta like. So y'all agreed that it's like me because the pictures is not sliding to you. If you like somebody's pictures, it's not sliding. No, it's not. Even if you say like this is five years ago, then yeah. Right now, no. If you like it, you just like it. Sometimes they wig just look good. Yeah, it's just a different for sure. Yeah. We trying to teach y'all the game. Niggas need it. We don't need the game being invented. You did a horrible job. Right. I mean, you probably might be caught up to the new time. Yeah. Try to tell you. All right. That was last question. I have one question. Would y'all ever marry somebody without first having sex with them? Yes or no? <laughs> Would you ever marry someone without having sex with them first? Now, um, 
I do know one couple when they got engaged, they stopped having sex. I feel like that is cool. Like when you're engaged, like stop for like that year. Cool, I would do that. Or like if a partner. Yeah. But why would you but like, do that? Because sometimes you want to go close to like on a mental level before y'all take it to that next level. But I can see, you know, every person has a reason why they would do it. I would, I would, if my man brought that to me, I would have done it. Or if my man told me, like, I want to go celibate, and we've been here for two years, and we want to go celibate for six months, I'm not going to duck that. Like, that's totally fine. Because yeah, I already test your, like, I already know what I want, like, I already know what I like, but, yeah. no, nah, I'm not waiting to, yeah, nah. we are already, I didn't change my last name. <laughs> it's not what it's giving. Okay, so everybody write their zodiac sign. Yay! I'm a <laughs> Greatest. Y'all know what the fuck going on. Gang. Period. Gang. Gang. I don't know. And just know, our season's coming up soon, guys, to be ready. Will, what's your sign? Boy, relax. <laughs> he hates Zodiacs. What's your sign, Leo? I'm a Sag. He's a Sag. Oh, my parents are Sag. I'm not crazy. What? Y'all not crazy. I'm not crazy. I'm not crazy. Everybody but like, you're fiery as hell. You're fiery as hell too. Yeah, me too. I actually got a Gemini. I'm an Aries. Yeah, my food. One of my things. What's up? Yeah, Gemini. A lot of people got a lot of crazy <laughs> shit to say about Gemini. I love Gemini. I love Gemini. Adventurous, most fun people. Yeah, really? I love Gemini. Yeah, but I feel like you have unevolved certain sides and evolve because I can't say unevolved Scorpios are trash but an evolved Scorpio are great people. Evolve. By the end of this season Will is going to know a lot about Scorpio. Absolutely. Yeah, Zodiac. You got to train Scorpio in the grass. You know, you got to elevate. But nah, don't be wrong about Zodiac's cool and all but Jesus Christ is our Lord and Savior. But yeah, Zodiacs are cool, but it's really about God. I'm that type. Can't give it too much credit. All right. Yeah, it's just a fun, and I feel like men that dig, don't worry, you got some girls that practice Zodiacs, and you got some girls that's like, it's just fun. It's just fun. Some people take it real serious. I ain't practicing. There's a lot of women that if you're a certain sign, they won't date you. Logically, the shit makes sense. Like, like, like some like realize like, oh, the fucking moon literally controls the way the water actually moves on this planet. Like, <laughs> that's, that's too deep. Like, literally, if you take no, but it's real. Like, because to me, it's the only way you can rationalize the shit. Because other than that, it don't really make sense in my opinion. But like, if you move the sun an inch away from where it's at right now, we all will die instantly. You know what I'm saying? And so, like, to me. The things that grow on this planet have to somehow be in tune with this entire system. I agree system. with that. You feel I me? And so, like that. that part, I fuck with, but I also am like, we are also a result of all the experiences we have. So I could exactly. be like a Scorpio too. Yeah, I agree. You know I agree. Like, agree. That's what I said. I'm definitely a Leo. That's what I said. All right, and guys, so thank you guys so much for coming to the 20-somethings podcast and watching our game and everything uh we appreciate right. you guys for coming out we hope y'all enjoyed this episode right love y'all period yes. love y'all right love y'all cheers, cheers. Love y'all. i ain't got no wine in my cup but cheers, cheers. thank y'all for shout out to the 20 something i never got wine <laughs> <laughs> oh wow some junkies stuck in them 20 something stuck in them 20 something Good luck on them 20-somethings
Praying the twenty somethings don't kill me, kill 